0: Welcome to The Digital Divide with me, Linda Antonetti, bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills. Welcome to The Digital Divide with me, Linda Antonetti, where we are bridging the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills. So today we are continuing with our children's edition. We're talking about the communication skills of our children and how to help them develop their communication to the fullest potential. And I am so, so excited because I have a special guest here today, my friend Jen.
1: Hi, Jen. Hi, Linda.
0: (laughs) Jen and I, and when I say special guest, my dear friend, I mean she is part of my tribe. So, you know, women have to have a tribe. So women, moms, if you don't have a tribe, get a tribe of women. Jen is part of my tribe. That's a whole nother podcast, though. So, um, just without further ado, Jen, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, I brought Jen here today because she is an early educator, just to give you a little bit of background. So if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and Absolutely. your experience as a teacher, an educator, and any personal information that Great. you want to give to us.
1: Great. Well, hi, Linda. So hi. happy that I'm here today. <laughs> uh, I am a teacher. I have been teaching for uh, 22 years. I started my study as actually as a kindergarten intervention teacher where I worked with at-risk students. Then I was a kindergarten teacher for three years and the rest of my career I've spent as a first grade teacher. I spent many summers teaching pre-k which was wonderful because I was able to have those children in pre-k before they came into kindergarten and then um, have them again as a first grade teacher to really kind of bridge the gap in the primary
0: grades. Well, that's great. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. I had you no idea. Look, I'm learning something new. Um, and how many years have we been friends? And I just found that out. I think like over 10 years, no? Yeah, definitely. 10 years. Okay. So, wow. Well, learn something new. So is there anything else you want to tell us? Mom of a couple of kids, so you have experience as a parent as yes, well, right? Yes,
1: I do. I um, my son is fourteen. He's um in college. In college, listen to me. He's Wishing, freshman, dreaming, no. <laughs> high school. Um, my daughter is nine. She's in fourth grade. So I do also have experience of being a mom. Yes,
0: so which you know, really which, lends itself nice yes. to
1: things what we do in the class. Yes, so.
0: You, Jen is not just speaking to us from a teacher's perspective, she's also speaking to us from a parental perspective and the communication skills from both areas. So I just wanted to get your opinion on the communication development. So for the past several weeks in my series, I've been talking about the communication development of children starting from birth. Mm -hmm. And actually, this just leads perfectly into my series because I just finished with five-year-olds, four- to five-year-olds. I just went over their developmental skills. When it comes to receptive language, so Mm -hmm. their understanding of language, their expressive language, what they can say, and their social skills. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, as a teacher, and given that you've been in, you know, all those different age groups, worked Mm -hmm. with all those different age groups, what are some things that you expect to see maybe in preschool when it comes to their communication skills and, and kindergarten and now even first grade? How, if you can tell us it like in a progressive way, what it is that you see them um, doing when it comes right. to their communication skills?
1: When we um, think about our preschool children, we find that we would like to see their language skills spreading rapidly we'd like to see them learning new language we'd like to see them starting to communicate in sentences most children will start in simple sentences mm-hmm. but we will see some children using compound sentences mm-hmm. as a preschool child which is like yay it is it's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's big so exciting um, we want those children to initiate conversation and express yes. their needs which is really big for a 4-year-old child yes we also feel i also feel that children should be easily understood Uh, Sometimes preschoolers do have trouble with the W sound, so they'll say wabbit instead of rabbit. They have trouble with the B sound, so they might say um, video, with the V sound instead of video. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do see that with our four-year-old children. We want to also see our four-year-olds start to build their knowledge of letters and sounds, like start to have an understanding of letters and their sounds and start to really
0: understand that words are full of sounds
1: and start to make that connection early on as, as,
0: a, as a preschool child. So and that's perfect because that's actually something that I just went over a couple of weeks ago about the sounds and their articulation Mm -hmm. that parents should expect to see some substitutions and of course you want them to say the sounds clearly but developmentally that's normal right like you were just saying you would see the W for an R or Mm -hmm. I would say even an F for a TH so they might say thumb instead Instead of of thumb right right right. so so that's the what grade level is that again if you can pre-k 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 now what about when as they come into kindergarten and first grade just expanding upon that and yeah. what would you so see socially we, with them
1: for socially for pre-k children
0: or both or and for it, both. yeah
1: so for pre-k and kindergarten children we'd like to see them starting to share starting to take turns playing in groups of two or three listening and following directions um, being flexible in their play we also see children start to play creatively yeah so they'll start to play house they'll start to yes. play uh, pretend to be firefighters they'll pretend to run a bakery which is
0: awesome like i i love it when when i i have spoken about when I work with my students, I love that pretend play because it's something called object permanence. When they're able to talk about objects that aren't in front of them, but they can talk about them, so mm-hmm. they know that it exists somewhere in space and time. So right. it's very exciting for me because I, that's something I also spoke about was that imaginary play is huge for our our kids and their language development.
1: It is. It also helps with their reading skills. Okay, you know because if they're using that imagine. To play, and they're starting to visualize, and they're starting to make up stories in their mind. It kind of lends itself beautifully to them as readers.
0: Wow, you that's know, great! It
1: helps them when they are coming upon uh, tricky words, and when they're really thinking about stories and starting to comprehend stories as they start to move through kindergarten and, and
0: transition into first grade. Okay, and now by the end of first grade, are there are certain skills that you should expect them to have, like because you're a first grade teacher now. Yes. So are there certain skills that you hope that they have by the time that they go into second grade?
1: Well, we hope that children who are ready for second grade are reading. Mm-hmm. We hope that they're writing. Mm-hmm. We hope that they're able to write words that they're not familiar with by listening to the sounds and words right. and tapping out words. Um, we want children to be able to take that skill and write paragraphs you know mm-hmm. by the time that they're ready to get into second right. grade we want them to be able to solve math
0: skills now ex- receptively and expressively following directions they should they be able to follow one two three step directions and things such in, in that area
1: yeah, we would like children to be able to follow two- to three-step directions. Mm-hmm. We'd like them to be able to express their needs. We'd like them to be able to talk about personal stories and yes. to retell stories. Yes. And to be able to understand how stories begin, what happens in the middle of the story, what happens at the end of the right. story, and really use those language skills.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, to show us that and,
1: they have a clear understanding of what's
0: and that is huge because again that's another thing that i've been speaking about this entire time as i was talking about the development of the children's <clears throat> of our children's communication skills i talk about them being able to tell stories knowing that there's a beginning a middle and an end being able to sequence events and put them in the correct order and ex- expanding upon what they're saying so that that just fits perfectly into everything that we've been talking about on, on my podcast um, recently.
1: We also want children to um, stay on topic. We yes. want children to take turns in conversation. You know, which is something that they learn in first grade. We want children to be able to give directions to their peers. Mm-hmm. You know, and explain what um, what the directions are and what they're supposed to be doing. We want them to answer all those wh questions: yes. who, what, where, when, and why. Um, before they enter second grade we want them to use most parts of speech and grammar correctly in their writing and in their speaking
0: right you want that to carry over absolutely yeah yeah well that's that like I said that's perfect it supports everything that I've been speaking about so that's perfect um next I just want to ask you now how long have you been in education Twenty-three years. Twenty-three years. So, <clears throat> over the course of that period of time, <clears throat> how have you seen um, the development of children change when it comes to their communication skills?
1: I, I feel that so much has changed. You know, uh, well, given the, recent over time two decades, too, yeah, um, and everything that's been, everything that's been happening. Um, I think our expectations as educators have changed. Right. Um, there's less, less emphasis on creative play. You know, in the classroom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and there's more emphasis on academic skills.
0: That makes me a little sad. <laughs> it
1: makes you know, me our a little focus sad. really is yeah. on you know reading academics, and writing, and math skills. You know, the curriculum that I used to teach my first graders is now is now um, being taught in kindergarten. You wow. know, and the curriculum so they're expecting that we're, more. Yeah, we are. We're expecting much more from our from our children.
0: Do you see their language skills um, because of that, because of the a- such the academic focus? Do you think that their language skills are um, being hurt by that, or not Not so I much? I think that
1: depends on the child. Okay. You know, I yeah. think that a lot of children are now coming into first grade really equipped. Mm-hmm. They're coming from nursery programs. Some of them are coming from full-day pre-K programs. Right, so they're being they're exposed to all of that. Full-day kindergarten programs. Okay. So they're ready. They're ready, you know, in first grade. In the past, children would come to first grade and they weren't readers. Right. Now we have children who are reading and comprehending and, you know, and
0: speaking and telling stories. Right. So. So that, what about the social part? have you seen any difference in the social part like from when you started teaching to now and given all the technology that we have because you know i this is this is a conundrum for me that's a yes. big sat yes. word a conundrum for me because while technology is a great thing like I'm able to talk to you know my friend in Florida or my friend in Norway and I'm able to connect with them but I find and I have found over the course of time not even through being a speech pathologist and working with kids but with my own children how technology has really impacted them socially and maybe they would say in a positive way because they love technology right because it's it's addicting But um, I think it has impacted them in a negative way. So I I would love to get your perspective on that.
1: Right. Um, As you said, the use of technology um, really has so many benefits. Mm -hmm. You know, and children love it. Yeah. It helps their hands-eye coordination. Mm -hmm. You know, it helps their thinking skills. But in some cases, it stifles them. Right. In the area of socialization. Right. You know, it's, it's harder for some children to engage the way they used to. Right. Um they, you know, they don't know how to play with each other anymore.
0: Right. You know, right it's because hard now for them the play is crea- all
1: technology, right? Yeah, it's hard for them to, you know, carry on those conversations or engage in that creative play whereas they still do, but it's not the same as it was. Right. You know, 20 years ago before right. We had all of this technology right. before children had technology in their hands as easily as they do now.
0: Right. Do you see, now I've spoken about this before, even at, before this series of on children, I have seen personally like a decrease in eye contact um, in those conversational skills, in the discourse. Mm-hmm. Like we go back and forth and right. we're able to look at each other. Um, I, I don't see that happen. Like I see that being a struggle now with... Kids, my children's age and younger, and they're like, I have a 19-year-old and to 15-year-old, and I see they're okay because I'm on them all the time. Right. But, and, (laughs) and, you know, I know your children, they're okay. But have you seen it overall as a problem? I do.
1: I do see children having shorter attention spans. Okay. I do see children having trouble with eye contact. And again, we demand their eye contact, you know, because it's a first grade classroom. And, you know, because we spend so much time with one group of children and we work so hard to form those classroom communities. Right. You know, they might come in and kind of not be giving us the eye contact that we want. However, you know, in a couple of months, we make sure that they know our expectations is, you know, they have to look at the teacher they have to look at each other when they're
0: talking which is perfect you know love they that
1: have to talk to each other and listen to each other right you know we even do activities where the children have to listen and repeat what their friend said right you know right. what did your friend say
0: that's awesome
1: um so it really
0: has them focusing on that listening and then communicating and right I love that so what besides doing that do you do anything like special to, in your classroom I know you're like you're doing a lot of technology and hybrid yes. and remote teaching, yes. But you also have students in the class. I do. Right? I have so, children in the class, and I know we're limited because we 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 have to keep our distance, you right. know, our social distancing. But right. prior to this, what what are some activities you would do in the classroom? Now you gave us some examples how they would have to repeat, you know, their friend's story, what they said. Is there anything else that you do to We do
1: a lot of peer work? have okay. children turn and talk.
0: Um, oh, what's that?
1: So if um. During one of our writing lessons, um, suppose the topic would be on a personal narrative. So the child would turn to their friend next to them, and they would rehearse their personal narrative. And they would talk about what the beginning of their story would be, what the middle of their story would be, what the end of the story would be. So they were rehearsing it before they were going to start to write their story. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then their peer would also rehearse their story. That's awesome. I love that. They love that. We do some peer conferencing Okay, they they help each other? The children help each other. They take their writing pieces and they read to each other. And then um, we model what a peer conference is and how to talk to your friend about their writing. And we talk about a glow and we talk about a grow. Like what is something that you can say that your friends did – that that your friend did that was you know really incredible, and what's something that maybe they can work on? See, and I knew I got the our- right person. <laughs> I love that. I love that. We, um, we work with our first grade children. We show them how to do a peer conference. Um, and then we we model for them. We do a lot of think-alouds. Right. Um, we chart the kind of things that we would say to our friends. We chart the kind of goals that we have for our writing pieces. And then the children work with a partner on oh, um, talking about their writing. I love that. And That's they, awesome. And they, lo- they really love
0: that. Well, yeah, they get to interact, too, which yeah, is really, really nice for them. They do. Um, Another question I have, and this is my own personal question, because I used to love this in school, mm-hmm. and I don't know that they do this anymore. And I think it's such a, a, a really fun thing for kids to do um, and help build their language skills. And actually, yours probably far surpasses my my favorite thing in school. But I loved show and tell. Do they do show and tell anymore? We do. You do? do I'm so excited.
1: Okay. Um, uh, We dedicate a month. Usually it's January and February Mm -hmm. to um, I Am Special.
0: Okay. And
1: the children all have a special day. That's
0: like all about me, right? It's
1: an all about me. Okay. And they bring in special items to share with with their classmates. And they absolutely love that. I love that. Also in the beginning of the year, we do, we call them me bags, where the children bring in special objects from their home. Um, and they you, whether it's pictures or a special stuffed animal or a special right. award or certificate that right. they had earned and they share it with the class. I love and that. And they okay. really, yeah, they really look forward to that. That's exciting. And it really gives them a chance to talk to an audience mm-hmm. you know to sit in front of their classmates to explain all the objects that they have they're very very excited about it they usually attach a personal story to right. it and it really helps me to see where my children are at mm-hmm. um with their communication right. skills right and with their thinking skills right and how comfortable they are yeah in our classroom environment and that really helps me you know yeah. then to help them maybe feel more comfortable right or help them expand on their language right
0: That's awesome. I love that. I'm excited that you still do show and tell (laughs) because that was huge for me. I was always so excited to be called to show off whatever I wanted to bring to school. Anyway, that's huge. I love that. Um, My next question for you is if you have a parent Mm -hmm. who is concerned about their child's communication skill, their skills, whether it be them understanding or expressing themselves Mm -hmm. or articulation even or social skills. I know articulation is big at that age. It is. But even beyond that, what would you suggest to the parents? Like what are some things that they can do at home? The
1: first thing that I say to parents all the time is read, read, Mm -hmm. read. We don't realize how important it is for our children to hear us reading Mm-hmm. Um, and read all different genres. You know, read right. folk tales, read fiction, read nonfiction, read fairy tales, read chapter books. Right. You know, when we're reading chapter books to young children, we're forcing them to visualize. Right. You know, picture the characters, picture the setting, because there aren't any pictures for them to rely on. Right, right. You know, right. so they're really tapping into those thinking skills. Um, I also tell parents, talk to your children. Mm-hmm. Have a running conversation about everything. When you're in the supermarket, talk about the produce yes. section. What I've you know, said this, what I've said is this in <laughs> the produce section. Talk about all the exotic fruits that you can yes. find. Yes. Talk about the deli counter. Talk about the bakery. You know, really get in those rich language experiences when you're driving in the car. Have your child look right. around. Point to the streets. Use direction words. Right. Look at what's on the left of the building. What do you see on the left of the building? How many trees do you see? Yep. What does that sign say? You'd be shocked at how many words your children can read, how yeah. many environmental How many you know environmental words that they that they know right right um, when they're around when they're at the park um, you know say to them I'd like you to climb the monkey bars look the monkey bars are to the right of the slide right right Uh, you know ask questions while they're you know while they're engaging (laughs) encourage them to play with other children uh, you know and stand you know stand close and kind of
0: let them figure it out on their own now I that's great I I concur. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I'm totally on board with all of that. That excites me. Um, You know, I talk about that too. Just talking about the things that they're doing and giving them the opportunity to speak themselves. I think as adults sometimes, it's hard for me. I do it with my own children. I take over the conversation. And I think sometimes we have to remember to let them talk and, Mm and express themselves. Give them that opportunity to do it. Right. Right. So I, that's awesome. Now, what what about those kids that are – that maybe you're concerned about as well? How important – because I've discussed – I've touched on this. How important is early intervention? Because I, I've it's tried so to important. say how how important it is. Yeah. And, and with that, I've also said that, listen, every kid um, develops differently. Mm-hmm. But there's I a range – in right. which things should be developing absolutely Say, so at the be- at the beginning of fr- when they're first turned six, by the time you know they turn seven, mm-hmm. that's a range in which they should be t- developing some skills. But right. if a parent has a concern and they're not developing those skills, how important is early intervention and why is it so important? Yeah,
1: I've, I really believe that there is so much evidence that supports um, the importance of early intervention. I think the first years of a child's life, um, especially during different stages of development, is um, are crucial in setting the foundation for lifelong yeah. learning. I mean, that's really our goal. Yeah, we want our children to be lifelong learners. You know, we want them to understand that you know this is something they're going to be doing forever. They're going right. to learn something new every single day. Um, I really believe that if we have early intervention services that we really can change a child's developmental path we can help them in the beginning right to feel successful and that's really what we want we want to prevent problems from happening Mm -hmm. and we want children to feel successful yeah you know we know that when children um succeed they know even from an early age that it makes them want to learn more and it makes them want to try even harder
0: right right because if and if you let that go on too long they're not going to have that feeling of success right. and then maybe not definitely but maybe just give up and not progress the right. way Which is the way that know. they should or or to their fullest potential exactly right well thank you so so much so you know you're my dear friend, Yes. that I, yes. I am a huge Bravo fan. So Andy Cohen always does this, you know, thorn and rose at the end of his housewives yes. um, things. So what is your thorn and rose? The best thing maybe you could tell us about being a teacher, okay. maybe the worst experience or best experience, worst experience, however you want to tell us. Well,
1: working with young kids, it's, it's just magical. You know, they're so happy. Um, they want to learn. Mm-hmm. They really soak up every single thing that you say. They're eager. Um, the children love having their own desks. They love having their own cubbies. They love having their own mailboxes. And the amount of growth that you see um, in the kindergarten classroom, right. in the first grade classroom is unbelievable. Um, as a primary teacher, you have an opportunity to teach life skills. Yeah. You know, you teach them self-help skills. You teach them how to hold a conversation. You teach them how to be people. Right. You right. know, how to read, how to write. How to, so- how to solve math problems, yeah. skills that they're going to have for the rest of their lives. So that's exciting. So it's extremely rewarding yeah. to be um, a first grade teacher.
0: Okay, so what's your thorn? It's my
1: happy place. But what's your thorn? Uh, you know,
0: <laughs> There's always a thorn. There's always
1: a thorn. I mean, a rose comes um, with
0: a thorn, right? So
1: <laughs> One of the biggest challenges I think that we have is that our first grade children come in with so many different abilities, right? You know, and in the beginning of the year, it it's challenging to meet the needs right. of all of our learners. Absolutely. So we have some children who are not readers, which mm-hmm. is developmentally appropriate. Mm-hmm. We have some children who are starting to read. Right. We have some children who are reading, you know, in the middle of first grade, right. and we have some second grade readers.
0: So it's the so difficulty in figuring really that out. Have
1: to figure out how to challenge everyone right and how to meet everyone's needs right. so that takes a little while to yeah. sort out in september f- and october you know with giving, getting everyone adjusted to their new classroom right to the new expectations of you know a new school year yeah and then as the educator making sure that everyone is learning and growing at their own pace. pace right
0: yeah that's awesome That's awesome! Thank you so much, Jen. You're welcome for joining me me. and giving us your perspective as you know our children develop and what we should expect from them with their communication skills and reading skills and math skills. You touched upon everything, and I thank you so much for being here. Um, Join me again next time here on the Digital Divide, where we are continuing to bridge the gap between social media and connecting with classic communication skills.